live at the conclusion of Ohio State's first loss of the season, which also comes in Ann Arbor to the Michigan Wolverines. Ohio State lost this contest 30-24. to They had a chance to win, but Michigan got an interception on the Buckeyes' final drive of the game. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeye, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Saturday, November 25th in the year 2023, and today's postcast is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase unfortunately this show is not going to be it's not going to be the way many of us intended it to be the Buckeyes lose to Michigan for the third straight year in a row 30 to 24 there are moments in this game where you thought Ohio State had a chance to be victorious when it came down to it Michigan made more plays than Ohio State and that's why they won the game We're going to drive into and discuss what went wrong and definitely look at Ryan Day and how this loss impacts his resume and how Buckeye fans like you and I view Ryan Day. But before we get to any of that, thank you for tuning in to the live postcast here on YouTube.com slash Locked on Buckeyes. Hit that like button on this video, add all the comments as we talk this thing through, and also subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page as well. I don't like shows like this. I'm going to be very upfront and blunt and not try to sugarcoat anything. You don't want me to sugarcoat, and certainly I will not. I don't like shows like this. I don't like coming on here after a loss. I don't like coming on here and discussing things after a loss to Oregon or Georgia. But three straight years in a row losing to that team? No, I ain't saying their name. Don't really care to. Three straight years in a row losing to that team? It's unacceptable. In 11-0 versus 11-0 in the big house, it had the makings of a big-time game, and that's actually what we got. Unfortunately, when it came down to it, Ohio State, late in the game, couldn't get Michigan off the field. Yeah, I understand they had a field goal late in the game to extend the lead and make it six, but the Buckeyes could not get Michigan off the field. Michigan had long drives that were internally inspired by the unfortunate injury to Zinter, Zach Zinter, the starting right guard for Michigan. They were also inspired by Jim Harbaugh not being here on the sidelines during the game. One of the oddest suspensions I've ever heard of in my life. That's definitely going to be a talking point by numerous Buckeye fans. But Ohio State in this game, they had opportunities to win. They had opportunities to be victorious. But what did we find? An early, slow, abnormal, well, not really abnormal, abnormal in a little bit by Kyle McCord. Um, Start off the game, 4 of 10 in the first quarter, 47 passing yards, one INT. After that, really came back and had a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. I think it was 221 passing yards later after that, two two touchdowns. Um, He was 14 of 19 after that in the final three quarters of the game. Yeah, McCord wasn't really the McCord you would want 
an Ohio State quarterback to be early in the game. But after that, he definitely stepped up and made big throws, consistently made big throws. But when it came down to it, things kind of shifted after Zach Zinter's injury. But at any point in time, did you really think Ohio State had control of the game? That's a legit question. Fill it up in the comment section. Did you ever think Ohio State was the aggressor or imposing their will or they would get the lead in the fourth quarter? Do you, did you ever think that? Because if you think about that question and you answer it honestly, you might have a proper view about how this rivalry currently is. Michigan, three years in a row. I think it's easy to say they're in control of the rivalry. I think it's also easy to say Ryan Day has to fix some things. We'll touch on that later in the show. I think it's also easy to say the Buckeyes have to fix things on both sides of the ball. Linebackers in coverage. I like Ike. I like Cody Simon. I like Steel Chambers. But unfortunately, in this game, Michigan, J.J. McCarthy were making plays. Having Donovan Edwards bringing Orgy off the bench. Didn't think I would ever say that name, say that word on a show. <laughs> but here we are. It's his last name. Donovan Edwards coming in as well. Michigan had things on offense that were confusing the Buckeyes. Sonny Styles got a, got a little um, off kilter and took some bad angles. What else did you find? You bring in Malik Hartford? What happens? Oh, we're going to play with him, freeze him for two and a half seconds, no exaggeration, and go right over top of him for a pitch, easy, easy game, a pitch and catch. There are things Ohio State needs to fix. They're also the same things we have been saying all season. On this show, Monday through Friday, right here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want more Buckeye breakdown throughout the week, definitely come back to this show because we're going to give it to you straight. Ohio State has a lot of things to fix. The one thing that is true, season's not over, which is odd, odd, very, very odd to say. After you lose a third straight game to your rival in Ann Arbor, the series, they got back. Got a win, 20-21 in this in the big house. Last year, came to the shoe, got a win, and back again in Ann Arbor, doing the same thing once again. Yeah, the numbers are one thing. I could go through the numbers if I wanted to, but really the story of this game, Ohio State. It's not just Michigan made more plays, and Michigan was in control for pretty much the entire game. The story of this game, Ohio State has not fixed the things they needed to fix all year. Yeah, Kyle McCord got better. They fixed a few of them. Offensive line got better. Outside of Kate Stover, you can't run 12 personnel and be successful. That's a problem in Ryan Day's offense. Outside of Travion Henderson, well, your, your lead back, you had issues with the run, with the backfield all year. Had X in the backfield a little bit today. Chip Trainum in the backfield a little bit. Travion Henderson had a pretty good, a decent game, an okay game, but still not what we expected and said, hey, if he, if he hits this mark, which I thought was a realistic mark, Ohio State would win, would, would win the game. We discussed that on Friday's show. Defensively, the same things. They've gotten better, but still some issues there. Yes, Michigan, story one storyline, which is true. Michigan made more plays, imposed their will, got inspired by the unfortunate injury of Zinter, but also another storyline, Ohio State needs to fix things. They needed to fix a lot of them all season long, and it showed up once again. Biggest game of the season, 
said a fortunate loss to your rival, the Michigan Wolverines. I didn't think Sharon Moore would coach Michigan to a win, just being honest with you. I, I did not. I thought the moment was going to be too big. I thought he would uh, he would maybe um, fold under pressure. Didn't happen. J.J. McCarthy played way better than I expected. Healthy or not, didn't matter. He stepped up. The refs, I'm going to touch on them as well. But outside of the refs, outside of the coaches, it's on the players. The players needed to fix things two weeks ago. Still had some issues there. And ultimately, in this game, it was a problem. Michigan won the game 30-24. to It's the unfortunate third loss to the Wolverines. And many of you that were trying to make plans to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship game, you can still go. It'll just be full of Hawkeyes and Wolverines because Ohio State will not be there. Those of you that are watching us right now, you see we're going to dive into what went wrong. I touched on a few things earlier, but there's more that went wrong in this game. We'll dive into that next here as this postcast rolls on after Ohio State loses to the Michigan Wolverines. This episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive. I'm trying to do some things on my computer here. At ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to this Locked On Buckeyes postcast. After the unfortunate loss to the Wolverines. Third loss in a row to that team up north. This one. Buckeyes had a shot. Two in it on the final drive. Kyle McCord incomplete on the first throw. Complete 19 yards to Marvin Harrison Jr. on the second throw. The third throw. Complete to Fleming, 22 yards, fumble, recovered by Abuka. Very next play, Rob Moore interception, game over. I saw the flag on the play on the field, and I said, oh, unsportsmanlike conduct. That was just my initial thought, and it was true. Um, I thought excessive celebration. I didn't really hear exactly what the referee called at the time because my mind was game over. I could have walked away, but I did not. I ultimately did something I don't normally do after a loss. I I chose to sit 
and watch part of the celebration on the field. No, I'm not playing. I'm not a coach. I'm an analyst here right, right now with you after the game. But for some reason, I wanted this in my mind to see what happened. Heard a little bit about what Sharon, Sharon Moore said to Jenny Taft. Walked out, walked away from the television after in the middle of that interview because really I didn't really care. I don't know why I was sitting there listening to him. But for that scene in my brain, as abnormal as this might sound, that's going to be there for a long time. And I hope in the mind of the Ohio State football players that were there, including Ryan Day, Hearing the sounds inside the stadium when they caught the interception. Seeing the fans jump over the brick that is all around the field to go onto the stadium to rush the field. I hope that's implanted in their brains. Why? Because that's going to help them remember what went wrong in this game and why they lost. It's also going to help them remember the scene, how they felt when all of that went down at the end of the game. No, I don't normally do that. I don't. The last game of the season I ever, I ever played in my life of football, senior year of high school. I remember the final play that was ultimately deciding the game. I don't remember, I don't remember, remember who was on the field or the handshake line. No, but I have a memory from that. I hope the players do as well. Because in this game, man, I went to the fourth quarter, literally went to another room, got my notebooks. I wasn't going to do this, but I said, no, I need to for people like you watching us live right now or maybe catching this in a live or excuse me, in a playback form on YouTube or maybe the audio form of this show. I wanted to properly dissect and dive into what went wrong in this game. Yeah, numerically and statistically, that's one thing. Ohio State, Kyle McCord, my phone wants to act a little weird. 18 to 30, 271 passing yards, two touchdowns, two INTs. Passer rating, 144.6. Okay, like for most quarterbacks in college football, if you throw two touchdowns in this biggest game, eh, okay, but that's not good enough for him. Trevion Henderson, 19 carries, 60 rushing yards, 3.2 yards a pop. Chip Trainum, here's going to get into what went wrong. Six carries, 37 rushing yards, 6.2 yards a pop. Now, I understand Henderson's your guy. I understand Henderson has proven he is RB1. But at some point, you need to have the feel in the game to realize he ain't getting the job done as consistently as you would like. But on six carries, 6.2 yards a pop, and Chip Trainum with 37 rushing yards, at some point, you need to say, hey, 32, get off the field. 19, come in. Why? because he's giving you the best opportunity to move the ball down the field and to score. It's common sense. But at some point, common sense isn't common. What else did we find in this game? I still think that touchdown by Roman Wilson early in the game should have been an interception by Denzel Burke in real time. I understand replay slows it down. But in real time and even via replay, real time, that's an interception. Slow-mo replay, I don't know if they know when Denzel Burke put his hands on the ball, and the ball got tied up. I don't know. Because part of me thinks, even in slow-mo replay, that's an interception, not a touchdown. But ultimately, you can't allow that ball to even be that close to being caught and to be a touchdown. That's the reality of the situation. What else went wrong? You allow, I think it was the first play after Zach Zenter left the field after that unfortunate injury, and I want to thank Fox for not replaying that. Um, not because I have a weak stomach or I can't handle 
tough injuries. I remember the one from Louisville. I remember Paul George's unfortunate leg break. I, I remember some of these things in my brain. But they realize there are some things you should replay, some things you should not replay. Ultimately, they decided to not replay that injury, and I appreciate them for that. But what do you do knowing it's a long break? Knowing that Michigan's going to be a little fired up. Touchdown, Blake Corum. I think it was the second touchdown of the game. Um, and the first one came earlier in the game. That is correct. That was the second touchdown of the game. He had 22 carries, 88 yards, four yards a pop. But you know, you know what's to come. You know the offensive line after the leader on the O-line leaves, they're going to try to impose their will and say, hey, even though he's not here, we can still get the job done. What happened? Blake Corum end zone. Flash to 6-5, as Joe Klatt said, and I'm getting here, sitting here getting annoyed. Now, that's a little, that's a couple things that the Michigan offense did. But Ohio State's linebackers, I don't often say they were getting destroyed in coverage. So I won't use that phrase right now. I'll say it, a, I'll use a different phrase. They were getting played with in coverage. It was pretty Bad at times. They were able to win with J.J. McCarthy. Had a phenomenal play. Really good. Played way better than I expected. Which maybe that's what he does against Ohio State. Does things that people don't expect him to do. But they were able to, via play action and rollouts, freeze for a second to a second and a half. The linebackers at Ohio State. It didn't matter if it was Eichenberg or Chambers and sometimes Cody Simon. They were not able to have a grasp and handle what was happening right in front of them. And they were just getting frozen. Tight ends catching the ball. Guys get crosses over the middle. Ike and Chambers on one side, on one hash. All of a sudden, there's a guy going, catching the ball, going right in front of their face. Why? Because Michigan did a phenomenal job of shaking things up to confuse the Buckeyes linebackers. That's something we know about. It's been happening. But sometimes things like that are going to happen. Kyle McCord's early issues are something that are there, but here's my brain with this. And I don't, I haven't thought about this in a while, a little bit, but I haven't really verbalized it here as often as I should have, especially early in the season. At some point, maybe you need to change up the scripted plays to allow Kyle McCord to be more comfortable early in the game. But also at some point, I wonder what is being seen for McCord to make some of these throws. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Sometimes they're low. Sometimes the speed of the players coming at him is a little bit faster than what he is expecting. I am not sure. But some of Kyle McCord's early issues go into some of the issues the Buckeyes had during this game. Touched on it earlier, but the long drives Michigan had in the second half weren't helping Ohio State at all. They were controlling things. Especially that last scoring drive, the field goal. I'm sitting here like, man, get off the field. Get off the field. And I mentioned earlier, I think it was Thursday or Friday show, you're probably going to see a four, actually it was Wednesday, probably going to see a 4-3 a little bit. But I also think that played into what Michigan wanted to do with Ohio State. Oh, we got three linebackers out there. We can run the ball occasionally, but then play off that and go with the play action. Boom. You're not expecting what's coming your way. That missed field goal by Fielding, I mean, kickers are going to miss kicks. It's unfortunate. <laughs> the biggest games of the year. Well, I don't want to say Georgia was bigger than Michigan last year, even though it ended the season. 
missed field goal at the end of the Georgia game last year. Missed field goal in the middle of this game today against Michigan. It's unfortunate. There are things that go wrong. There are things that unfortunately um, cannot be altered. And we're here to discuss those after the fact. Man, man, man. I, Ohio State's a really good team. Didn't think they would be 11-1 at the end of this contest, but that's the way the cookie crumbled. Some of you have been waiting for me to dive into what this game means for Ryan Day. But that's coming at you next as the postcast rolls on after Ohio State's 30-24 loss to the Michigan Wolverine. This postcast is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account to redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This postcast is also brought to you by our friends at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Austin, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills with PK, Napoleon, Memphis Day on the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Thank you for tuning in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State's 30-24 to loss to the Michigan Wolverines. Losing this game is unlike losing any other game that is in college football. Yes, I know the Iron Bowl is today, the Apple Cup, the Egg Bowl is on Thursday. You had Texas Tech in Texas a day ago. You're going to have Florida State in Florida this evening. The Old Oak and Bucket, IU and Purdue. I believe Wisconsin and Minnesota are playing today. I don't know the trophy they play for, but I believe they play for one. If you lose those games, okay, it happens. But if you lose this game, it impacts your legacy. And I say it all the time. It's unfor- the unfortunate mark on C.J. Stroud. He never beat the Wolverines and he was QB1. What's another thing that happens? If you're the coach at Ohio State, you're graded on your performance in this game. 
What is one thing that people say when they describe Urban Meyer's tenure as Ohio State's head coach? Never lost to Michigan. What's one thing that people say about John Cooper in the 90s? Had issues with Michigan and struggled to beat them. Ryan Day right now is 1-3 and three in this rivalry. And one of the games he coached in on the other sideline was an acting head coach in Sharon Moore, not the head coach in Jim Harbaugh, which once again, I'm going to add something into the context. This is the oddest suspension I have ever heard of in my life. Imagine telling a coach, hey, you can coach throughout the week, but you can't coach on the, on the game day. What? What is that? Oh, that's the Big Ten being soft. I'm not holding back, man. That's really what it's called, what it is. It's the Big Ten being soft. But being one in three in this rivalry, you've been the head coach at Ohio State since 2019. Unfortunately, the game in 2020 was not played. Probably would have won that, but it's not in your resume, not in the record books. We cannot use that for the conversation. One and three against your rival. Three losses in a row. I understand last year there was a lot of talking. I understand this year. Respect the rivalry. You work every day for this game. I get all of that. Respecting it is cool. Working every day to win this game. Cool. I, I get all of that. At some point, we need some results that are actually Ohio State going on with a W. At some point, you need results. I understand there's been one year. But 2019, that team was a long time ago, which was easily the best team Ryan Day has had at Ohio State, which was full of urban guys. Now, Ryan Day brought some guys in. I understand Justin Fields was a transfer, came in January. I get all that stuff. But reality is, a lot of those guys were urban guys. Ryan Day is a really good coach. I'm not saying he's going to get fired. I haven't thought that far yet. I know some of you are like, is he going to get fired? I'm not. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What I do know is this. Something has to change. Something has to change. We've seen a fiery Ryan Day. We've seen Ryan Day look confused and frustrated in the moment, in games, by some of the decisions that quarterbacks are making, some of the decisions that are happening on the field. But at some point, you can't lose three games in a row to your rival. Oh, wait, it's happening. And that's on Ryan Day's resume. Just like when we think about Stroud, even though wins, wins and losses really aren't a quarterback stat, many people out there go out there and say, oh, Stroud, never beat Michigan. Wait, he only plays offense. He doesn't play defense. This isn't basketball where you're on offense at one end of the court. Oh, wait, they, oh, wait, we scored? You go back to the other, other end to play defense in a 10-second span. No, that's not the case. That's not how football is played. And so for Ryan Day, I'm not calling for his head. I'm not calling for him to be fired. But, man, this new AD has his hands full or her hands full. I don't know who the new AD is or will be. But, man, got your hands full. Because imagine coming in. You, Ryan Day's already lost three games in a row. The first game you're there is the AD in the shoe. All of a sudden, Ohio State loses four games in a row. The first under your watch, and Ryan Day is the head coach. Is that when the, the plug will be pulled and Ryan Day is let go away from Ohio State as the head coach? Maybe. But right now, I don't think it's going to happen. But this is not a good look for Ryan Day at all.
at all. I understand there's another game left. The Buckeyes are going to go bowling. Not sure where, but they're going to go bowling. It's not going to be in the CFP. Well, definitively, I don't want to say it's not, but my wife was asking earlier, literally having a conversation about what, well, the outcome of the game, what happens if Michigan loses or if Ohio State loses. And I said, well, if Michigan loses, they're probably not going to have a shot to get in. If Ohio State loses, they have a shot to get in the playoff, but they'll need a lot of help from others. And I literally listed off <laughs> Florida State, Alabama, Texas, Oregon, four schools that are really, really, really good right now that could easily be above Ohio State with this loss when the polls come out Tuesday. And if they don't get a lot of help next weekend or even today, they'll be going to a bowl game, a New Year's Six Bowl. But, man, that'll be it. One more game. Another season of only 13 games, not 14, not 15. It doesn't feel right. It gives me an uneasy feeling inside of me. But ultimately, for Ryan Day, something has to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's recruiting. I don't know if it's coaching tactics. I don't know if it's just simply the players on the field. I don't know. But this is not a good look for any head coach at Ohio State, especially Ryan Day. Now, I believe he only has seven losses in his career. In his career as Ohio State's head coach. Three to the Wolverines. You can add four, lost to Oregon. You can add five, a loss to Clemson. You can add six, a loss to Georgia. You can add seven, a loss to Alabama. How can I remember them? Because they don't really lose that much. Unfortunately, there's one team in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He loses to them more than he beats them. Out of here. Don't like shows like this. Don't like coming on here live. Or even you hearing this in a playback form after a loss to that team up north. Third straight loss to Michigan? It's unacceptable. That's the only word I can use. It's unacceptable. Other phrases? It shouldn't happen. Also, something needs to change because this should not be the outcome that happens next year. And if it is, the plug might be pulled out of here. On a Saturday afternoon, you can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. You can also send all emails to jstevens3, at jstevens317 at gmail.com. Excuse me, once again, I'll slow down a little bit. Send all the emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. There we go. Also, if you want to join the Locked on Buckeye subtext, it's a way to get daily news, updates, and analysis it right to your phone via text. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Buckeyes. It's a two-week free trial. After that, it's $4.99 a month if you'd like to stay. This has been the Locked on Buckeyes postcast. After Ohio State's 30-24 to loss to the annoying Wolverines. We'll see you next time.